0: we're going to go to Genesis 32, Genesis 32, we're going to cover two chapters today, Um, and then we'll go home. I can't stop yawning, so hopefully you guys can for a couple minutes at the very least. We see the. Uh, I'll see a couple things in these chapters. Of course, we'll look at the uh, wrestling of the angel, and then also the family reunion of Jacob and Esau. Um, in my opinion, really interesting passages here. Um, and it all happens as a result of Jacob coming towards Esau. We, we get to the. We'll get to the uh, um, wrestling the angel here in just a second, but. That's kind of what's happening now. Jacob is preparing to meet his brother, who, the last time that we see Jacob and Esau together, Esau said, "I'm going to get you." Uh, right? That's, uh, that's what he said. I said, "I'm going to kill you find you, and I'm going to kill you." And, and so that's the last time that we see a conversation and anything going on with Jacob and Esau. And the next thing you know now, Jacob, remembers, went, he married Leah, and he married. Rachel, uh, he married uh, the the two handmaids as well, Mizpah and uh, Bil, uh, Bilhah, right? And, uh, and so we come into verse 32, and now Jacob has left his father-in-law Laban. Uh, there's some story there, but go back and read that. It's not, as, it's not one we hear about as much as kids, so considering that our series of stories I heard as a child, I decided to skip through that one. Um, but you can go back and read that. It's an interesting interaction there as well. Chapter 32, um, we'll look at four things, four things here uh, tonight. Number one, let's look at the fear of past failures. Fear of past failures. Start verse number one. And Jacob went on his way, and the angel of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. And he called the name of the place Mahanaim, and Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, under the land of Seir, uh, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, this is his, Jacob's servants, uh, our messengers, and he commanded them, saying, Thus shall ye speak uh, unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob saith thus I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now, and I have oxen and asses and flocks and men's servants and women's servants, and I have sent to tell my lord, that I may find grace in thy sight. So he's saying, send a message that I have gifts for Esau. Verse 6, the messenger returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee and 400 men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and herds and camels into two bands, and said, If Esau come, Uh, To the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. We see this fear that Jacob immediately had with his brother coming. Remember, the messenger goes to Esau, he comes back to Jacob and he says, Your brother's coming to meet you, and he's got 400 men with him. And of course, the immediate thought of Jacob was, It's an army. He's coming to do what he said he was going to do. So he splits his, his, all the people that are with him into two companies. This won't be the only time he does this. We'll look at this more in a moment. And he says, "If Esau comes and he kills everybody in the first company, the second one can at least escape. So he won't lose everybody. we will only lose half. Um, and it's just fear over the fact that he had failed in the past. Uh, had he not failed with his brother in the past, he wouldn't be scared of Esau. But he was. He, he, he had failed. He understood that he had failed. Uh, hence the reason he says, thy servant, uh, when, remember, due to the blessings and all that kind of stuff, Esau was actually the servant of Jacob. Uh, and anyway, so we see this fear that is there. He prays a prayer in verse number 9, uh, and we don't see a, an answer recorded at this point. But verse number 9 says, and Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saith unto me, return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all thy mercies, and of all the truth uh, which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. For I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and and the mother with the children. Uh, And thou says, I will surely do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for the multitude. So you understand here he's saying, you've promised me this, so Lord, please give it to me, ultimately, is what he's asking. Uh, He's saying, deliver me from my brother, don't let him kill me. Um, And he keeps kind of going back to what you've told me, which is really a a good idea in in prayers. Um, To me, I read this kind of as a lacking faith, uh, but a trying to not lack faith. So he's reminding himself, God, you said you would do this for me. God, you said you'd do this for me. God, you said you'd do this for me. Uh, please do this for me. Uh, kind of in that, that's the way I read it. Um, and maybe I'm giving him less credit than he deserves here in his faith. Uh, but we see this prayer being, being asked. And, and then the Bible goes on. It does not tell us here in this next group of verses whether or not God answered in any way, shape, or form uh, to Jacob. So we go from a prayer straight into a plan in verse 13. Uh, He lodged there the same night. He took that which came of his hand uh, as a present for Esau, his brother, 200 she-goats, 20 he-goats, 200 uh, ewes, uh, 20 rams, 30 milch camels with their colts, 40 kine and 10 bulls, 20 she-asses and 10 foals. And he delivered them into the hand of his servants. Every drove, uh, drove by themselves. And said unto his servants, Pass over before me a space, uh, and put a space betwixt drove and drove. And he commanded the foremost, which saying, When Esau my brother meeteth thee, he asketh thee, saying, Whose art thou, and whither goest thou, and whose are these before thee? Then thou shalt say, thy, uh, They be thy servant Jacob's. It is a present sent unto my lord Esau, and behold, he is behind us. And he so commanded he, uh, he the second and the third and all that followed the drove, saying, On this banner shall ye speak unto Esau uh, when, ye shall, when ye find him. And uh, so he goes on to this idea of he's sending this massive amount of gifts uh, to his brother, trying to buy some mercy, right? That's ultimately what he's trying to do. Um, he says in verse 21. One, so went the president over before him and himself, lodged that night in the company. He rose up that night, he took his two wives and his two women servants and his 11 sons and he passed over the ford Jabbok uh, and he took them and sent them over the brook and he sent over that he had. So he, he basically took those who he wanted to protect the most and he separated them away from everybody else and put them over here in this area that he assumed would be safe. And we'll see that again in a moment. Uh, but that's what brings us to the point now where he's by himself. So he takes, he takes his wives and the women servants and his children, and he puts them over here, the, the river, over the brook, safe spot. And in verse 24, it says, and Jacob was left alone. So now Jacob is by himself. Most people assume he wanted to be alone to pray. Uh, he wanted to be in a space where he could just have the time to talk with God and beg for, for safety. And and uh, you know you can imagine, 11 kids, 11 boys, and a daughter. Uh, uh, and then the animals and the wives and all this stuff. You can imagine there's noise. And so he wanted to be alone and quiet. And it says there in verse 24, and this is where we see the second point. First point is fear of past failures. Number two, wrestling for a blessing. Uh, verse 24 says, and Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. The Bible, it's, it's one of these weird things where I look at it and go, can we get a little bit more information here? It just kind of, boom, here it is. He was alone, now he's wrestling with some guy. And it says he's wrestling all through the night uh, until the breaking of the day. And verse 25, when he saw that he prevailed not against him, this is the angel uh, against Jacob, uh, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. Which always makes me think vampires and things like that. Uh, it's not that, I know, but it's one weird thing in my mind. Uh, so he says, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, uh, Jacob to the angel, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. again, I'm sitting there going, you guys are wrestling. This should have come up at some point, you know, over the night as you're wrestling. He said, what's your name? (laughs) Jacob. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And we see this, this, uh, this wrestling that's going on. Uh, and, and Jacob called the place, verse, verse 30, uh, Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Now, through the uh, other passages that reference this, this in the Bible, it's, it, it's clear that it's an angel of God that came down and wrestled. And, it, and I just find this interesting because you see how badly Jacob wanted this blessing. It says that the angel could not prevail against him. Uh, Jacob could not prevail against the angel either. Uh, they were just wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Eventually the angel touches uh, the hip of, of Jacob and he takes it out of joint, just with a touch. And some people believe he put it right back in and he still had a little bit of a gimp or a limp or whatever we see later on. Uh, but either way, there was this, this uh, physical pain or, or injury or placement that happened. Uh, to give the advantage to the angel, and Jacob says, "I'm not going to stop till you bless me." And so the name is changed from Jacob to Israel, and then from there the blessing is also given. And in Jacob's opinion, he says he came face to face with God. Uh, you know, there's different people who have different encounters in life where they say they come face to face with God. Uh, But obviously, clearly, this this wrestling being uh, was of God. And uh, and Jacob was very excited about what happened. He was excited that he got the blessing. He felt at peace that everything was going to be okay. Or so it would seem, for he says, my life is preserved. Um, And there in verse number 30. Uh, he goes on uh, here and comes back to the, the, to the uh, family and everything across the brook uh, where he had put them to safety uh, as well. And that brings us into verse 33 where we see priority, priorities clearly defined. Jacob lifted up his eyes, verse 1, and he looked, and behold, Esau came, and with him 400 men, and he divided the children unto Leah, so all Leah and her children, and unto Rachel, Rachel and her children, and unto the two handmaids, their children. And he put the handmaids and their children in the front foremost, and Leah and her children after them, and Rachel and Joseph (laughs) after them. Which always cracks me up. I think everybody in that family understood where Jacob's priorities were, but if they didn't, they do now. Uh, You know, all right, uh, Mizpah and, and Bilhah, uh, you and your kids up front, all right, Leah, you and your kids next, all right, uh, Ra- uh, Rachel and Joseph next, all right, now here we go let's go let 's go meet Esau and so it 's basically he can take out the handmaids, the the, the women 's servants and their their kids, and that gives time for Leah and the kids and Rachel and the kids to escape, or if not, then Rachel and the kids get taken she 's got several kids. Uh, that gives time for Rachel and Joseph to escape, whatever it may be. And we just see this weird uh, uh, weird sense of honesty here with Jacob of lining up his family in the order he was okay with losing them, uh, which, is, which is intriguing to me. But that brings us to the crux of the story. Um, meeting an old enemy, verse number three, and he passed over before them and he bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother and Esau ran to meet him, and he embraced them, and he fell on his neck, and he kissed them, and they wept. And he lifted up his eyes, and he saw the women and the children, and he said, Who are, these with, uh, who are those with thee? And he said, The children which God hath graciously given thy servant. We see the response here of, uh, of Esau. Although it looked like he had an army marching towards Jacob to take him down, to fulfill the promise that he made, Many years before, he was so excited to see Jacob. He runs up to him and he hugs him and he kisses him and they cry together. And he looks up and he goes, who are all these people? It was a bunch of them. Who are all these people? And Jacob said, it's it's what God's blessed me with. And we see them just looking through these things. You've heard the phrase, time heals all wounds. That's not true. But in this case, it helped. In this case, it helped, right? Uh, Time allowed for Esau to see how God was good to him. Him, and he wasn't angry and bitter at all the things that Jacob had because God had blessed Esau greatly in that time. And Esau had time to realize, even if my family has failed me in some way, shape, or form, God hasn't. And he's been good to me. Time gave time for, uh, allowed for Jacob to understand he was wrong. He was humbled by this. Jacob came to Esau understanding that he was in the wrong. And Esau came to Jacob understanding they've grown up. Things happened in the past. God's been really good to us. You know, it's interesting when you step back and take time to look at what God's done for you versus what someone else has done to you. How much joy that can bring you. How much you can go up to someone who who maybe you have a history with from years back and you haven't seen in a while. And the next time you see them, you can either look at them bitterly and angrily, or you can say, you know what, look at what God's done in my life. Look what God's given me. And you can look at what God's done in their life and be thankful for the things God's done in their life too. And understand those squabbles we had, it, it doesn't matter. And Esau and Jacob came together, and they were so excited to be back together. And, and, and looking at one another, it says in verse 7 that, well, verse 6, the handmaidens came near, and they and their children, they bowed themselves, Leah also came, and they bowed themselves. After that came Joseph, uh, near and Rachel, and they bowed themselves. And so we see now all of Jacob's family is there in front of Esau, and, and Esau has been able to see the family that Jacob has. And I don't know, it doesn't tell us a whole lot about the messengers and what Esau said to the messengers and all those kinds of things. It doesn't play in a whole lot here. It's almost like the messengers went and they saw all these guys and they came back, didn't even talk to Esau. And they came back and were like, he's going to come kill you? You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's kinda, it's, some of it's in here, some of it's not. But it brings us to this kind of, this, this, this final point here for Jacob and Esau. Look in verse number 8. It says, and he said, what meanest thou by, uh, by all this drove which I met? So obviously they did get to him, right? And I'm guessing the messengers also told him, hey, these are gifts for you. And Esau is just, he's, he's the way it's being worded for us, at least to see here. But he says in verse number 9, Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep that thou hast unto thyself. He said, I don't need these. Think about times in Scripture where people gave large gifts uh, to people. It's when they were in need of something, whether it be favor or healing. We see that as well. Uh, I remember the dipping in the Jordan River seven times. He brought a bunch of gifts, gold, silver, all this stuff, trying to pay off the prophet to heal them. Um, we see uh, times when people are afraid and they're trying to spare themselves. And that's exactly what Jacob was doing. Esau said, Brother, I've got everything I need. He said, keep, keep everything that's yours. And Jacob said, verse 10, Nay, I pray thee, if, thou, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand, For therefore I have seen thy face as though I had seen the face of God, and thou wast pleased with me. Take, I pray thee, my blessings, that it is brought to thee, because God hath dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. And he urged him, and he took it. And he said, Let us take our journey, and let us go, and I will go before thee. And he said unto him, My Lord knoweth that the children are tender, and the flocks and the herds with young are with me. And if men should overdrive them one day, all the flock will die. Let my Lord, I pray thee, pass over before his servant, and I will lead on softly, according as the cattle that goeth before me and the children be able to endure until I come unto unto my Lord unto Seir. And Esau said, Let me now leave with thee some of the folk that are with me. And he said, What needeth it? Let me find grace in the sight of my Lord. And we see that these two brothers... When they finally got back together, they they actually started treating each other the way they should have treated each other as children. <laughs> it was this, and I mean, this comes with maturity, right? But we see this this reunion of family that left so broken, so hurt, so angry, so scared. And when they come back together, the greeting is like that that we read about of the prodigal son. It is a, a return. It is we're finally back together. It's so good to see you. I love you. i missed you. All these things. And then looking at each other and saying, man, you're blessed. Yeah, man, you're blessed. And back and forth with all these things. And it's, it's here, take my gifts. No, let me leave you some people. Let me help protect you. Back and forth and all these things that are so positive that come as a result of, of time and, and of seeing the Lord's blessings in their lives. And it says in verse 16 that Esau returned. It says in verse 17 that Jacob uh, journeyed forward. And we just see this, this coming fruition of the forgiveness. We don't read that word, right? We don't read in here where Jacob says, I'm sorry. Uh, we don't read in this, here, in, this, in, this, in this passage where Esau says, I forgive you. But what we see is Jacob being sorry and Esau being forgiving. And we see two two family members embracing and loving and willing to help one another out moving forward. And I'll tell you what, it's a a great picture and understanding that family members, whether it be uh, physical family members, brothers, sisters, cousins, uncles, aunts, whatever, uh, or spiritual family members, family of Christ, of the importance of putting aside the hurt, and putting aside the the uh, the issues that caused any kind of division, and coming together and understanding that you're you're intended to be united. And God intends for brothers to be brothers. He intends for them to be together, to be family. And the same is true in the Christian life too. Brothers and sisters in Christ were not intended to be divided. As a matter of fact, over and over and over again, the Bible talks about being united and the importance of it. And we see these guys, I mean, Jacob, listen, Jacob did wrong by Esau multiple times. And Esau had parents that did wrong to him. And he could have been, and again, I think we would say understandably so bitter. And he wasn't. And, and again, my, my opinion is he saw how blessed he was. And remember, God promised To take care of him as well. Uh, But he saw his blessings. He was happy for Jacob and what Jacob had been through. And he didn't even know all the story yet about what Jacob had been through. I'm sure they had a good laugh over the Leah marriage. Uh, I'm sure if you know anything about brothers, I'm sure that one went over really well. Um, And so I'm sure they had a great time catching up and and learning about everything that had gone on in the years previous and, and where they were. But we see this coming together of, of Jacob and Esau and there's more family things we're not going to look at the story of Dinah in chapter 34 um, but uh, some some things happen there and go on but we'll continue forward in the story and uh, we'll pick up I think we're going to be I think the next pickup is actually going to be um, Joseph um, Rebecca dies a couple chapters later uh, Isaac dies a couple chapters later as well um, but yeah we'll probably pick up in chapter 37 next week. And start getting into the story of Joseph, which will probably take us a couple weeks to get through. Because there's so much stuff in the story of Joseph. Um, really, really good stuff as well. Alright, let's pray. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring for us. Uh, Lord, thank you for the illustrations and scripture you give us of, uh, of situations that we can learn from. And I pray that we would. And today, we've, we've touched on bitterness multiple times today now. But Lord, I pray that you would uh, help us to love one another. Help us to love those that you've put in our life. Um, Lord, help us to love our family in Christ. Uh, Lord, help us to be what you want us to be. Uh, and help us to understand how much we lose in our, in our times of anger and bitterness, how much we gain when we let that go. Uh, Lord, bless us now. Keep us safe. Uh, touch those that are sick. We know several are, um, are not feeling well today. So we pray for your, your healing A hand on them. And bring us back safely together on Wednesday night, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.